Hi everyone, my name is Jerry Galindo. I'm an FYE guru and I'm here joined with my other co-hosts, Gerson Salinas and Nicholas Baderas. And we are joined with a very, very special guest, Dr. Jenna Arney, Deputy President and Interim Provost at UTRGV. How are you doing today? I'm great. What a wonderful introduction. Thank you. I'm doing great. How are you? Good, good. Um, I think we're all trying to survive through 2020. And uh, we're just so incredibly grateful for all the work that you and the other um, admins at UTRGV do. For us, Vaqueros, we're all in it together. And uh, either we're looking forward to graduating or other things, uh, we can say that we're just waiting for 2021 at this point. My opening question for you is, um, you know, some Vaqueros are focused on graduating. They're looking forward to the holiday break with their family. What are you personally looking forward to? Oh boy, that's a good question. Um, I am really looking forward to a vaccine and I'm looking forward to all of us having a post-COVID moment where we're once again in the same room and being able to hug the people that, that you love and know. I think what, what I'm in on a more serious note, I think what I'm um, really looking forward to this holiday season and just so, so hopeful and praying for is that everybody just stays healthy and safe and just remains patient with this incredibly difficult time. We've been at it for so long. I think that the COVID fatigue has long set in and I just implore all of us just to be patient a little while longer so that um, so that we have a great 2021. I guess a lot of students reflecting off of COVID-19, like you said, um, we took for granted so many things like being able to come together for Thanksgiving, you know, um, students were always like, I don't want to go back home. And now we're kind of wishing to go back home. And I guess, what do you think most of us like take for granted as students? You know, I think, and I don't think it's just students, I think it's all of us. Um, my, my hope coming out of all of this is that having this pause in our lives that has been so disruptive and so different and unlike anything any of us have ever experienced or anybody we know has ever experienced is that this has given us a chance to relish the things that we may have taken for granted before, but all of a sudden they just seem enormously special and, and missed, but that we don't forget that when we transition. And so, and I think there's been some really wonderful, valuable things that we've learned through the pandemic. I mean, as, as administrators, as students, as faculty, as parents, there are some, some wonderful things that have come from this. Uh, I know they're a little harder to find and you have to look really hard, but they are there. And so I think the hope is, is that when we move into 21, that we take the best of before, take some of those nuggets of the, the good things that we've learned and that, that we've learned how to do differently and how to behave differently, and then make the new the better of both. So that's, that's what my hope is. <laughs> I think it's an eye-opening experience and it's showed us how fragile everything can really be, not only of our infrastructure, but our personal lives and like the things that we share with other people. And I think that was going to be the focus of this episode. We wanted to really like highlight, you know, what's important. Personally, I've been able to just share more time on the phone with my, my parents. I really don't like being on the phone, but my mom's always checking in on me because we are kind of still locked down during this time. We still feel kind of like in our own little bubbles and especially with the pandemic rising and things kind of getting a little bit harder and more difficult for this season. Um, what has made maybe a positive difference in your life right now? What's something like a positive for you personally that you've kind of experienced and that's kind of brought you up? I'm so, so grateful, obviously for my family, but I'm just so incredibly grateful for my work family. I think one of the positives is trying to reinvent and try to rethink and try to um, 
make the best of it. I think our resilience is, is pretty incredible. And I, I don't know that any of us individually knew how much we had in us and how much patience and how much resilience and how much um, drive we, we had to, to persevere. And, and I think that's, um, I think it's, it's pretty amazing to watch. It's pretty amazing to experience. I think we're stronger than we realize. And, and I think that's been you know, a, a real positive um, coming out of it. I'm sure you've seen that. Have you seen it in yourselves? And I'm sure you've seen it with your friends and with your family. I have, I have definitely. And I, I think that we, we started making phone calls to a lot of students. We're kind of working on that as a project. We're reaching out to help the university to start advising because registration starting for the spring and we want to get our first year students ready for advisement and to be able to actually come back for the spring. Some of the discussions that I had, I'm not going to reveal anything personal, but they really want to just talk to somebody and connect. And, and I really was able to get a lot of personal information from them. And it, like indirectly, I didn't mean to probe, but you know, they just kind of let everything go and one particular student was just telling me he's kind of scared about the next year and coming back and if he can financially afford it pointing that student to certain resources actually helped him out because i was able to get him to download the navigate app shameless plug to download the navigate app and he was able to register for the advisement and it kind of helped him kind of get something off the plate as they say i can't think of a better analogy but you know it helped him out in the sense that he doesn't have to worry as much i think that is something that we're looking for i think everyone's kind of getting onto the online community so we can be able to still connect because i think people do miss that none of us realized how much we we needed one another and we needed that interaction but i think you bring up a really important point and that's that we need to recognize that we're all experiencing this differently and so we need to be um patient with one another, but we also need to be supportive of one another and people need different things at different points in time. And so that outreach alone is, is kind of that just in time help when just in time. And, and I'm, so I'm so glad to hear you're doing that. And on the financial one, and this is not a shameless plug, but we've been trying to pull together and say, well, what are the things that our students don't have that they need? And that is a job. Most of our students work. I worked my way through school, just like, like many of our students do. And, but yet they know they want to stay in school. And so that's why our focus has been on all of these incentives and trying to drum up as much employment opportunities as we can, because we know that to stay on track for school, you need to be able to afford to do it. But rather than sitting back and saying, oh my gosh, what is this pandemic doing to us? It's what do we do during a pandemic to make sure we keep things moving? And I think that's been you know, just a real positive. And I, and I feel like that's everybody's having those conversations. Right. And like you were saying, I feel that we found out that we're a bit stronger than we were. I heard somewhere, someone called it anti-fragility. Like there's things that are fragile, they'll break if, yeah. if you add pressure to them. Mm -hmm. And there's things that don't, but there's things that if you add pressure, they become even stronger. Like, for example, our immune systems. I know I've seen people have really positive things come out of this. I recently just saw a cousin that I hadn't seen all year. And it was really interesting. He, he was really fit. Last time I saw him, he was kind of a bit chubby, right? He just went into the quarantine, like, and he got something really positive out of it. It's like I have a new cousin. Yeah, I think being constructive during this time, I think really helps with stress, but it'll kind of like help you keep your mind off of certain things. What is something that you like about the holidays? Maybe tell us a, a recipe or something like that. Like, what do you always love about the holidays that maybe always takes you back? 
I grew up in Brownsville, so I'm from the Valley. And, um, and so we always do the fajitas and, and the whole variada and everything else, you know, Christmas Eve. And then we do, um, you know, the traditional dinner for Christmas and, and for Thanksgiving as well. We have three boys and so they're college age. And so being with them and just the banter and the, the energy that comes with, with that age of three boys all in the house is the best. I mean, it's, it's, it's the best and I miss it so much when they're when they're gone. As far as a recipe, this is gonna be, you're not even gonna, gonna make any sense to you, but I'm gonna tell you anyway. So my husband, we met in Brownsville, he was working in Matamoros and um, but his family is from Indiana. And so his grandmother makes homemade noodles. And so they make the dough, they roll them out, and then they, they cut them and dry them in this whole ordeal. And so he does it every year with one of my sons. And so this is how you eat it. So you take a big mound of mashed potatoes, and then you put the noodles on top that you've boiled with chicken broth and everything else. And then you smother it in gravy. And it is amazing. <laughs> But it is the best, and it's not anything I've ever been exposed to in the valley. And so, um, so that's probably my favorite um, dinner recipe for the holidays. That sounds so good. It's so amazing. <laughs> <laughs> the first time like, we just got married, and I introduced my mom to the dish, she said, "Oh, you? What, what, what do you mean you're putting the noodles on top of the potatoes?" I was like, Trust me. And yeah, she was a convert from that point forward. Yeah. <laughs> I've always been the baker in the family. I love making um, cheesecake. Found a really good recipe from a friend. I'm gonna tell you the secret. We add a little bit of sour cream to it and we bake it. It's a New York style cheesecake and it just a little bit of sour cream. I'm not gonna tell you how much, you have to figure it out. <laughs> but it's, ve it's very tasty. It, it gives it like that little bit of like sour taste with the lime because it has lime juice. And I usually every year use get the excuse to make one. So all year I don't I don't bake, but when the holiday comes around, I used to like bake for myself or for my family. I think this year we're gonna keep it kind of small. Um, we usually kind of spend it with the extended family, but it's just gonna be with my parents and my brother. Uh, a really good tip: what some people were actually doing was making a Zoom call with their family, and they're gonna put it on like their big screen TV with all the pictures. So connect your laptop to your TV and make it like widescreen and have everyone's picture with the camera pointing into the room so that's a good idea i hadn't thought about that i mean if you have a really good camera um i i wish i did but like if you had a really good camera you could probably set up like a full 4k of what someone picking their nose in the background or something <laughs> <laughs> that's something you can use for years to come right that that footage <laughs> <laughs> One of the exciting things um, that we do every year is the holiday card contest at the university. And this year, um, and I don't know if this, you know, kind of speaks to your point of taking on positive um, hobbies, such as working out. We had a record number of submissions and the mm -hmm. talent was amazing. I think there were over 120 um, submissions and it was so amazing. This is something Dr. Bailey does and he pays for the scholarships himself because it's such an important tradition to him. But one of them, what made me think of it is one of the um, cards that's one of the finalists, I think SJ is going to use it for their Christmas distribution. Somebody drew a Zoom um, <laughs> screen with all of the different, you know, different people and have the Vicetto and some other things in there. And it was, it was so reminiscent of what our lives have been this year. And so it was really clever. They did a really nice job. That's very cute. Maybe you could make a scrapbook. I mean, if you guys had so many submissions, maybe you compile them so they're all maybe included. Make a scrapbook. Yeah, that's actually <laughs> a really terrific idea. You're welcome. <laughs> and it could be a digital one. I mean, maybe it could be sent out like a video. 
So you're welcome. You should do that. You should you should tell someone to do it. Put it all together. No, I love that idea. <laughs> there were there were so many, and it was, you know, it's just so hard. Um, it's so hard to choose, and people put so so much time into it. it just, I I don't know that I well I I don't I do know that I have absolutely no artistic talent, and unfortunately, my children um, look at me and say, "You gave no talent to any of us." And it's like, I know. I'm so sorry, but. <laughs> To see these 120 people just have these incredible, unique, and different ideas, or however many what the number was, but it was it was pretty terrific. That's a great idea. Thank you. Maybe you didn't give them the talent, but you gave them the structure and the support because people forget that. I know there are other skills, and I tell them that I said, you know, we all have our talents. You just have to search for them, and they're all within us. You just it just may not be apparent at that moment, and it may not be the one that you wished you had. But treasure the ones you have. Something uh, that I think we should be grateful for is that we live in a place where even in a, in a pandemic, we are lucky enough to be able to keep working, keep studying, keep up with our studies and, and even develop new hobbies and stuff like that. I think I feel very grateful for that. Yeah, I think the university's kind of provided that space. Um, I, I have my advisor, you know, coming back to me and kind of still supporting what I need. Um, I'm a graduate student, so mostly what I'm doing is working on my thesis. So I'm kind of lucking out because since I'm doing my grad school, I have I work with the university, you know, part time, and then I have my grad school part time. So I've been very fortunate to do everything from home. But there are some people out there that are actually still, you know, some people work through the pandemic. My friend, one of them, he works at a car dealership, and believe it or not, they car dealerships are considered essential because people need to fix their cars, and you know, he worked through the pandemic and he had to like go through some trials. And I think we're looking for something kind of positive. And I think it's looking on the brighter end. I'm um, so thankful for UTRGV and UT Health and the efforts that they're putting in. Uh, I have family that works um, like at UT Health and to know that they're like, you know, spending nights um, looking into like COVID research and working at the testing centers and um, even their marketing team is just Right now, like there is no time for break. Like this is a time when all eyes are on you and the community's focused on, you know, what you're able to do. Um, I'm really thankful. I guess like this goes even to what UTRGV has done for students. I mean, it, at the end of the day, there was no overarching like force for UTRGV to support the students this much, but they are because they care for us and um, anything from the uh, from like the fall and this now the spring aid package. Um, these are all just efforts so that we can continue our education and i'm just i'm just so thankful to be a part of an institution that that, that takes like student mental health seriously and um, understanding that we need like an education and like covid can't stop that you know the thing that we know is that when you take that break when you stop it is so much harder to get back and so we want to take as much off the table as we can to make that decision easier because it is your best choice. And the value add of finishing is so much, so much significantly higher than the value add of just starting. And so we want you to stay and we want you to finish. And so um, I'm, I'm grateful for all of you and the work that you do with students to help them remove those barriers because I, I, I feel like you do. I try to really focus on the positive things and focus on the things that I'm grateful for and that I'm fortunate for, but I'm also incredibly cognizant of folks that, that aren't at, in that place and, and you know, being there for them too and helping remove those barriers and making it seem possible and making it seem you know, that I can do this because like you, like you were all saying, sometimes you just, somebody needs a nudge or they need to 
have some help putting it in perspective saying, you know what, we've got this, this, if you do this, then you know, you're good or whatever those things are that they need at that moment. You know, I think that's what we're all trying to do. And that's what we're responsible to do because everybody has their moment at a different point in time. We have good moments and we have not so good moments. And we just collectively can keep each other going. It's not something we can all do individually for sure. Yeah, I think that's like an easy kind of segue into just saying thank you to people out there that are working really hard. I mean, we don't realize how many, the name for them is frontline workers, right? First responders, you know, those people that are continuously working throughout to help us. There is a whole campaign on just saying thank you. So I think maybe this this episode was one of those ways so we can say thank you, because I think we really do appreciate not only what the university is doing, but a lot of people who are working in our community. And a lot of them are students. A lot of them are and I think we, we forget that every grocery store we go into, every um, deal, car dealership we go into, every restaurant we go into, every hospital, every clinic, every everything, all of those folks, they're not Zooming from home. They are there each and every day to serve it, to provide a service for all of us. And I too am so proud of our UT Health RGB and the incredible outreach and the leadership they've shown through, or we've all shown through this whole pandemic to be a, a relevant and a significant contributor and member of the solutions um, for our community. And um, the being able to bring the testing and everything else um, to our community just wouldn't have been possible without UT RGB and its expanded um, UT Health RGB. And so we're so, so proud, but, it is those frontline work that has been a hard, hard road and never a complaint. Just keep on going. That's amazing. Thankful for all of them. What was a really good memory that you may have had? Something that was like really positive that just kind of uplifted you. Um, it doesn't have to necessarily have to do anything with COVID, but maybe working in the office, meeting a student or maybe in your personal life or something extra, <laughs> as they say. I think like everybody, when spring began to, to and, and this began to become real, it was one thing to watch it on the news. And then all of a sudden it just became so real in our immediate world. And, and there was, there's no handbook. There's no, um, oh, okay, let's go to chapter three because that's where we are. And this is going to, you know, this is the handbook on, on what you do. And I think that there was um, just the, this, this moment where you know, everybody just became one team focusing on what do we do this semester to make it safe, but to make it successful. And again, with no, no, no rules, no, no, no guidebook. And then when we thought what, what normally happens in the summer isn't ever can't happen. And so what is that going to look like? And I remember working with this little small team that came up with the summer incentive plan and we called it the um, summer relief, tuition relief, all of those pieces coming together, but we were nervous and worried and we weren't sure if it was, if it was the right thing at the right time or whether it was going to work. But the minute we launched, the response was the most uplifting, um, reinforcing thing that we could ever have done because I think it gave everybody purpose and it helped make decisions because people didn't, you know, you, you kind of get in this decision, I don't know what I'm going to do mode. And I think we all felt a little bit like that because we've never seen anything like this. And so it kind of got people to change their mind. The job market's shut down. And so I'm going to go and I'm going to go to school and I'm going to go to school full time. And we opened up um, as many jobs as we could come up with in a really difficult time and, and tried to make sure we had, um, I think, nearly um, $2 million set aside in the summer just for employment to help students who needed to continue to work through the summer. Um, I don't know if that's necessarily a memory, but it was a moment in time when you felt cool. the work really mattered, that we were trying to find the light at the end of the tunnel and that there was such a positive reaction to that. 
that moment was really amazing <laughs> and it worked and, and, you know, it didn't work for all perfectly. And I know that's always the case. And, and, you know, every time you, you, you think you've done something great, there's always folks that, that it doesn't, doesn't work for, but we still believe it was the right investment at the right point in time. And it helped people make, make their decision as to what they were going to do over the next several months um, as, as the pandemic just raged and um, the uncertainty just continued to mount. So. Well, I would like to say thank you on that because that particular investment was an investment on myself. It actually did help me out. I applied for that scholarship and I was able to get it through the university during the summer. I was in a transitional phase. So I had some job offers that fell through because of the pandemic and they just weren't, they weren't hiring anymore. They just said, we canceled it, canceled the order. You know, thank you on that. I, I really, I really do, do appreciate that. I think it's the university is still helping, uh, especially right now. I think the spring relief package is starting to come around for students. So it's something that's going to help me and it's going to help a lot of different students. So thank you again. Well, we're just so grateful. And, and as a mother of three um, boys all needing to work all summer, you know, it's, it's really real when it happens in your home and it happens, you know, at, at your work. And, and so anyway, I'm so grateful it worked for you. Just recently when I found out that um, UTRGV extended the drop date, as someone who's taking like 21 hours worth of classes and oh, I was like, yeah, I was really excited to find out that like, that window just didn't completely close. And I was able to at least see what kind of classes I should maybe think about, you know, retaking or just, it's those little things like that I wasn't expecting you to you to do. And I was like, oh my gosh, okay. It gives me a little bit more breathing room, less stress during the holidays. And the fact that it's not counting towards your job limit too, it's is just drop, like, yeah. that was important. Yeah, it's a super fantastic. And I, I was just, again, like really, really proud. And that. Think little things like the 250 grant, like being um, given before December ends. It's like those little things. Well, and if yeah. you see some of your student government association folks, really give them a thank you because um, we worked with them um, directly and your faculty senate representatives were part of those conversations as well. And, and um, lots of folks looking out for each other. We brought in the SGA uh, team into one of our conversations and they were talking a little bit about their internship program and I think that was one of those opportunities just to keep people on their feet to keep working I think giving yourself a project really does help I mean I, I gave myself plants I mean every every episode I mentioned the plants or someone mentions the plants being able to find ways to just de-stress we, we did a whole counseling episode on talking about de-stressing and then just like not being the only one and getting some of the services together with the counseling department they're free they're there even the health department we talked to people with public health so a lot of the things that we talked about on the podcast I think is rounding up for this particular episode because it's just reach out right and I think that's so important that there's no shame in reaching out you know we we, we all have these moments you know we have our ups and downs and if you need help reach out and if somebody reaches out to you don't judge just be there for them mm -hmm. and um, because we we all are at different places at different points in time and um, and I think we just need to be thankful for one another that there's somebody to call and somebody to reach out to. And if somebody doesn't have somebody, then we need to be that person that they can reach out to. You know, I did have this whole question on technology that I wanted to ask. We covered it broadly and it's kind of like narrowing down to the idea of finding that community. And I think a lot of the people that we talk to say the same message about connecting through the platform. We're doing it online. Everyone's doing their services online and it's something that we're not going to go back on. I think it's going to, it's almost like a permanent change to our university that we've all kind of accustomed ourselves to. Um, Gerson actually is leading our Discord team. So if anyone wants to join administrator students to talk about, it's really just a place to de-stress. So, you know, and I think one thing that we've learned is that you can do things 
remotely. There are certain things that need to be face-to-face and there are certain things that don't need to be face-to-face. And it's expanded our horizons dramatically to be in this environment where you're forced to do it. Honestly, I had not used Zoom before March and um, you probably all have, but I had not, I hadn't needed to. I was, you know, I'm at work and in the office, I'm talking to, to, you know, folks every day, all day. And then all of a sudden you couldn't. And I, I know for our faculty and for our students, it's changed the expectations. And, and I think we also have to be thinking about the um, students that are coming out of our high schools. Think of their senior year, how incredibly different it has been. And so it's gonna be incumbent on all of us that, that we respond to that and that we, we don't look ever exactly like fall 19, but we don't look exactly like fall 20 either. That fall 21 is, like I said earlier, is you know hopefully the best of, the, of, of both. We were talking about student leaders coming together and being responsible for a lot of the aid that we're receiving. And we just recently interviewed someone from the UTRGV Campus Food Security Initiative and the efforts that they're doing to bring produce to the communities. I guess seeing it online is one thing, but actually going in person and like volunteering like I did last Friday, it was so interesting to see the students coming together, volunteering to give food out to like, not only people who need it, but just people that, you know, they, they're just tight for cash or they just need, they just need fresh produce in general. Those resources were always there before COVID, but now that they're like actually being utilized to a higher extent, we even talked to the counseling center and their um, appointments are going through the roof since COVID started. And it's just really interesting to see like communities coming together and actually actually using these resources. Yeah, we mentioned uh, volunteer work in our last episode, actually last week that we just released. Um, we released it mon- Monday and we were talking to the Career Center and they were talking about doing um, micro inter- internships. Just getting involved for that, even if it's just a short period of time and putting that on the resume. I mean, if you can't find a job, there's still people looking for help. And, you know, Jerry went out there and- I was there before they opened and then I was there like after they ended. And it was, I was like there volunteering technically, yeah. So it was great. Global Blends, right? With um, Campus Food Security Initiative. That, that's a really good resource, I think. I literally got a bag full of veggies and that's what I told them on that episode. I literally made soup. <laughs> I made soup with all the veggies they gave me, just threw it in a pot. Such a great initiative, yes, and so needed. Going back to the being thankful thing, I think I'm just grateful to, to live with my family. Like I, I didn't move to to go to university, so I'm so here with my family and we're all okay. My mom, my sister had actually uh, gotten COVID, and thankfully it wasn't so bad. They, they recovered fine. Yeah, we're we're back. So I'm grateful for that, and that I I get to work, and yeah, that I have uh, friends that I can still keep in contact with. Do you have any closing thoughts or sentiments you want to send off to students, Dr. Arnie? I just I encourage all of our students to stay hopeful and to identify those things for which they can be grateful. And sometimes focusing on those positive things help the help put some of the negative in perspective. And I know um, having been faculty for you know, many, many years and having been a student for many, many years, this is truly one of the most stressful times of a semester. You are so close to the end, but you're not at the end. So stick with it and treasure your family, treasure your health, treasure um, those around you. And please remember um, before you decide on your own that, that you have to do it all yourself because you don't. You, you know, we, we have support, we have help, we have each other. Register for spring, the most amazing moment, as I mentioned earlier, when, when, when we tried something just kind of really out there and really crazy, nothing that we'd ever seen before. And, and people raised their hands and said, oh my gosh, that's just what I needed last summer. So stay in school, stay with us, keep going, stay hopeful, and just hug 
all of your family and friends who are in your immediate household who are absolutely safe to hug <laughs> and, and just keep each other moving in the right direction. I couldn't have ended that podcast any better with those sentiments oh. shared. So thank you so much once again. Thank you. Uh, I'm going to introduce you again, Dr. Arnie from UTRGV, the Deputy President and Interim Provost. And I want to also thank my amazing co-hosts, uh, Nifa Beras and Gerson Salinas, once again, for coming together for the FYE podcast and sharing some great wisdom and sentiments for all first year and uh, continued students at UTRGV. Uh, thank you so much for listening to the FYE podcast and we hope to see you soon. Thank you.